In this valley of heart's delight, you will find life pleasurable, toil honorable, and recreation plentiful. Hear me now! It was a time when anything was possible, at least in the imagination. Okay. Are we still doing? Okay, we're st- it's still picking us up. Cool. I didn't know if I fucked anything up. All right, let's get into it. Woo! Yeah. Oh man. Welcome to the Valley of Hearts Delight. I'm Anthony Bragg. With me. We have Caden, Care Bear, Scorpion Snake, and then the illustrious Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones, we're back at you. We got a good one today. All about sex cults in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Alleged. Sex cults. Alleged. Sex racist cults in okay. the Santa Cruz oh, yeah. Mountains. Alleged. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, then. Alleged allegedly. But anyway. There's only a huge body of proof. uh yes um today we are going to be talking about holy city and its illustrious founder william e Riker. not to be confused with william t Riker, (laughs) commander Riker, commander Riker, number one of star trek wait the next generation that dude started a racist sex cult (laughs) well he started well was this before or after he was on tv well, hold on. It's confusing is because after the after he left the Enterprise, he actually did start a sex cult, but Wait, it really? wasn't racist. Did he really? Like the guy? No. Oh. Oh, I thought was it called the, <laughs> the USS Enterprise? No. No, I'm saying that right. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. 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 See what I did, Anthony? Yeah. You don't like that, do you? I love Riker. You nerd. I love Riker. Yes. While doing research for this, uh, there is. Far more information and auto or uh, biographical information on William T. Riker as compared to William E. Riker, which is <laughs> a little bit disappointing given how when you dig a little when you dig a little bit deeper on this, a lot of shit comes up. But you know, Star Trek people, you just keep filling pages and pages and pages of websites dedicated to this dude. Yeah, you're doing you're doing special things. We're doing God's work. Thank you, Caden. I'm oh. I appreciate your uh, you know your encouragement. That's interesting because I think old Willie E thought he was doing God's work, didn't he? Mm. Indeed. Yes. Mm. Strange. Strange. We're gonna see so many. Do God's we're work gonna end s- up in we're... satanic, weird. He's not satanic. He's not satanic. He's not satanic. He works with JC. He's just the goddamn devil. He works with JC. I'm not sure how JC would feel about that. Wait, JC Chazé from No, Jesus Christ, the fictional character. Or was that NSYNC? I don't know. I always get those mixed up. JC Chazé. JC Chazé. I think that was a Backstreet Boy or an NSYNC guy or a 98 Degrees guy. They're all interchangeable in my mind. Anyways. I have no idea. William Edward Riker was born in Santa Clara County, California on February 17, 1873. Not much is known about Riker's upbringing, but he began working as a palm reader and traveling mind reader and quote-unquote divine healer 
under the name Professor Riker. How fascinating <laughs> that this overlaps with our last episode <laughs> so much. That sporting, is yeah, right? <laughs> sporting a shaggy beard and a turban, which I have a little picture for you. That is Professor, Professor Riker. Kind of looks like a brag. Damn. Oh, what? Like, <laughs> wow. Kind of looks like my brother, Wait. actually. <laughs> yeah, Baba Thurman on him, and he's good to go. Are you going to be able to post that on any... Probably. Like, yeah, we'll figure some sort of website out soon and post that. The Instagrams or something. Yeah. Well, Riker met Bessie Zeta in Pasadena, California. And after marrying her in Los Angeles in 1907, the couple moved north to Oakland on the eastern side of the San Francisco Bay. After the birth of their first child, however, a Mrs. Marine Riker came a knockin' in 1909, claiming to be Riker's first wife from Portland. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> While no hard evidence was provided regarding the veracity of Marine Riker's statements, Riker fled the city, <laughs> supporting. <laughs> seeming I, I to think that might actually uh, be the proof. That might be supporting. We need uh, Miss Marine Riker's claims. Hello, who is it? Riker, you in there, you so bitch! I tell you what, you let me up in Portland. Ex- what right. the hell is happening right now? <laughs> it's, it's, his, it's his, his Irish wife, Marie. Oh, I thought you were imitating their child. No, no, oh no. God, their no. child would be like, meh, meh, <laughs> Well, so yes, he had a child with <laughs> Bessie Zeta Riker. No. Marine, yes, Marine Riker basically appeared and was like, where the fuck have you been? God and, damn it, Riker! And, I and, told yes, you. and William was like, oh, wait, I think I left something out in the garage. <laughs> Let me just... That is the voice. Why does he sound like the dude from that uh, Florida seafood restaurant commercial <laughs> right now? Do you got you got that into your head, and now you're yes. <laughs> If you guys have not, uh, <laughs> the best feast in Orlando. Why'd you leave me in Portland? Yes. If you have he not done, if you have not seen and this that already, thing when he rubs I think his I, I think High Tide Harry's has since gone under. But if you have not seen already, no. do yourself a favor and YouTube can't High under. Tide Harry's. Did you look it up online? I I when I ever went it. to Disney World, that was going to be like my first st- dinner. High stop. Tide Harry's. High Tide Harry's. Yes. Anyway, God damn Riker, you so bitch. Who's that slutting in? Well, as it turns out, Riker ended up running to Canada to avoid charges of bigamy against him, which I don't know if that's still illegal, but at the time, it was illegal to be married to two people at once. He's all like, he's sneaking out the back of his house, like, <laughs> like a suitcase. Did he actually run all the way to Canada? Could that, yeah, that's he got that's the hardcore, man. Like, here's no. The scene. He, no, I mean, did he actually run? All the way to Canada? run? Yes. I mean, he didn't. Fly. It was the 1870s. I mean, come on. It was on. the early 1900s. So here's the scene. Would, no, hold on. He might, he might have actually taken a flight from one of the airports. What? No. That was taken over during the Revolutionary War. Oh yes, mm. that's right. <clears throat> yes, I believe. I believe. That, yeah. No. No. I think uh, San Jose uh, Airport was founded in um, about 17. 17- 1792 yes i think you're right I or it might have right. been actually might have been after the war of 1812 but that's neither here nor there hmm. uh so in canada he founded the 
Perfect Christian Divine Way, or PCDW, a religious belief system that espoused sobriety, celibacy, which is abstaining from alcohol and sex, gender segregation, racial segregation, and white supremacy. The PCDW would be Riker's driving force in the years to come. Lucinda Shutram Jensen, who went by Lucille, met William Riker in 1914 in Indianapolis when, after a three-day fast, she heard Riker speak at the event she was attending and decided to follow him. They married later that year, Lucille becoming his fourth wife. William would be known to his followers as father, Lucille as mother. Ugh. And... They are one of these people. This is, a, I think, a later... Who um, is this guy? Like, Mike Pence? I'll just say, the, oh, yeah, like oh, Mike God, Pence Oh, God, they do call right? that. Yeah, like, yeah, man. And like, this is, this oh, is a mother. later... This is, I think, about a, maybe a decade later, but this is Lucille and William Riker. Charming, Jesus. charming couple. Yeah. They kind of look like they dressed up as each other. That I was going to say, which one is which? Yes. God damn. Charming folks. He has a Ugh, silver, though he does like, have a silver tongue. Jesus, they both look like they got kicked by the ugly foot. In 1915, around the age of 45, <laughs> Riker returned to California and incorporated the PCDW with Irvin Fisher and Anna Schramm in Los Angeles. That same year, Riker purchased 75 acres of land around 8 miles south of Los Gatos and 18 miles south of San Jose. It was here, according to Riker, that God had instructed him to build a religious community that he called Holy City. At its peak, Holy City and its surrounding neighborhood had a population of around 300, 30 of which were PCDW members. Now, early on, Holy City was marked by scandal after two disciples of Riker, Frida and Alexander Schwartz decided to sue Riker in 1921 for immorality and child torture in order to recoup the money that they had invested in the PCDW. The Schwartz family, Alexander, Frida, and their eight children were prosperous farmers who had been introduced to Riker in the PCDW in San Francisco. They sold their land north of San Francisco and moved to Holy City, where they quickly became disillusioned with Riker and his intentions with Holy City. After learning that Riker had been married four times and the general conduct of Holy City. Now, Riker being married four times contradicted his ideal of celibacy. Wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that he might just be totally full of shit? I'm not going to say that. Oh, okay. But the Schwartzes seem to think so. And who the hell are these Schwartzes to throw <laughs> dirt on poor old Willie for violating the idea of abstinence and chastity when they have eight fucking children of their own? I just need to, yeah. I just need to say something. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had eight children, I think the idea of like never having sex again would probably be pretty fucking appealing too man every time i do this jesus it's the ideal of celibacy i believe ah hmm now Ah. wait before we move on though Mm. i want to say something Mm -hmm. 
the force? No. The Schwartz. The Schwartz. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, that was great. Spaceballs are in. Yeah, no, no, Spaceballs. Come on, Schwartz. Come on. That's what she said to him when he was fucking her on their, like, eighth kid. Come on, Schwartz. Come on, Schwartz. I, don't, I haven't seen Spaceballs in a long time. Okay. All right, I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I got it. It just wasn't funny. So, <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Miss, Mrs. Schwartz especially <laughs> objected. Then why are you laughing? <laughs> Well, you know, what's interesting is, and we may have to edit this part out for the same reasons that we have to edit out some of the stuff from last episode. But uh, if I'm not, if I'm not incorrect, I believe in German, Schwartz means black. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It does. Mm -hmm. And wasn't this guy like some racist white supremacist? Well, allegedly, maybe that's the source of the tension. Hmm. Or it could be the way that Riker conducted himself around Mr. Schwartz and the fact that Riker assigned two women to be Mr. Schwartz's companions. Oh, shit. Now, see. <laughs> oh, now it's getting weird. Hmm. Their 1922 testimony described the Holy City members living in fear of the father and performing any acts as he so decreed, including going to San Francisco for, quote, unquote, illegal operations, which from what I can gather from the news articles, meant abortions. Oh. Oh. Frida Schwartz would testify in court that, quote, I was taught that I no longer should have any interest in my children. I was told by Mother Lucille that I should not worry if she killed them, that they were no longer mine. Any demonstration of affection or even thought towards her children would result in physical abuse. Alexander Schwartz testified that children were punished by stretching, which meant that ropes were tied from children's waists and wrists to trees, and they were stretched between the trees. Schwartz reported, yeah. Did it make him taller? (laughs) It made him wider. Oh yeah. Maybe that's what happened to their faces in those photos. (laughs) Maybe like, maybe like when they tied him up, he like laid on him, and then he like he's like, oh, this is a good hammock. It's true. <laughs> Anthony, you're on fire tonight. Yeah, no. If you, I think if you tie probably like four or five ten-year-olds together, you could make a solid hammock. See, Caden thinks it's right. A solid hammock. It solid would literally hammock. be a solid, solid, a hammock. solid hammock. Schwartz reported that he witnessed this performed by one member of the PCDW who, by the time of the court hearing, was an inmate at Agnew State Hospital for the Insane. Potentially where the albinos of a Hicks Road came from as well. That's a flashback to a couple episodes ago too. Children were fed at the same time as the pigs of Holy City, often with the same food. Mm. Mm. These stories were supported by the testimony of Schwartz's 13-year-old son, Andrew, who reported that he and other children were beaten by German ex-soldier Otto Robin who was in charge of caring for the children of Holy City. Okay. Always put the German ex-soldiers in charge of taking care of the children. Now, Andrew and the other children were told that they had no parents and were not allowed to see them. The prevailing mentality of Holy City was, according to Alexander Schwartz, masters must be served first, children afterwards. Children are only in the way. 
in the perfect Christian divine way. That's actually kind of how I was raised. <laughs> the children were only in the way? I literally was told children are meant to be seen, not heard. You were fed pig food? Uh, I was fed pig. Like pork tenderloin, ribs, things like that. That sounds rough. It was really good. But no, my... <laughs> <laughs> But I'm so, I was I'm, I'm saying, so sorry, Tony. But I'm just saying though I was yeah. I didn't have a hard childhood. I'm just saying though that you know no, no, <laughs> and that's you know, and that's kind of one of the 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 kind of foot in the door policies. I don't I don't think that that was necessarily uncommon at the time to say children should be seen and not heard and kind of you know they have their place and we have our place. You know, maybe yeah, the whole idea of like your children no longer belong to you, your parents no longer belong to you. <laughs> They belong to this uh, German Otto Robin. Otto, Otto, what is it? Otto. Otto Robin. Otto Robin. Riker was indicted and arrested, but ultimately the case was thrown out due to legal technicalities. That is to say that the court ruled that the cult was allowed to persist, quote, as this is a country of religious liberty. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. A 1929 article in the San Francisco Examiner said of Riker, quote, The so-called holy city is a plague spot in the life of the state. However, we ran him out of San Francisco and his wagons are no longer in evidence. The exposure of his miracle scheme by the examiner shows that he is still angling for suckers in the same old way. Maybe P.T. Barnum was right. Mm. Now, while the Schwartzes were not able to successfully sue Riker, they did accomplish one thing. They generated a shitload of publicity for Holy City, <laughs> sparking tourism to the area. The commune soon grew to 200 acres and turned itself into a roadside tourist attraction stop. Holy City boasted a gas station, dance hall, restaurant, observatory, zoo, soda shop, barbershop, and penny peep show machines. Okay, can I ask about the penny peep show machines? They're not nudies. Okay, that's what I was thinking they were when I was reading up on this. I was like, wait, what? I was like... No, so Peep, Peep Show has become the wait, kind of... Anthony, you actually read up on this? Yes. Wow. <laughs> they also had a radio wow. station. I'm, I'm sure I'm we're going to get into this. It is brilliant to turn yourself into some sort of strange like roadside freak show. Yes. That's that's smart. Yes, and... Uh, Especially one who's been you know instructed by God. Yes. To fuck other people's wives. Yeah. So here is... <laughs> Not a bad gig. <laughs> here, is, here is Holy City with its observatory and the dance hall. Oh. Yeah. I was like, with the, with the zoo, was it like, all right, here's a goat and here's a pig, here's a dog and... Uh, here's some children that would be the same some, thing as the pigs. Those Apparently are some squirrels. They, were, they, were, uh, they had things like monkeys. Oh. Which you know, yeah, back you know, back in the day when you could just probably like just get monkeys. Mm -hmm. I think you'd still get monkeys. Oh, I know a guy. You want a monkey? I could get you a fucking monkey by sunset. I actually that you want be, an alligator. I can get you an alligator. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Your brother would love that. <laughs> uh, Holy City had no church. Rather, the services were held in Riker's home, and Riker lined the road leading up to Holy City with nine Santa Claus statues. And a billboard that advertised Holy City as, quote, headquarters for the world's most perfect government. <laughs> Holy City was incorporated as a town in 1926. Other roadside signs read, here is heaven upon earth. 
only holy city can successfully explain the laws of God and God and the divine law is the only thing that is positive right. Now, as I said, at this point, it's kind of a side or a roadside attraction. People are coming by, spending their money there, etc., etc. Riker has a history of scamming people, and he's gotten away, apparently, from the Schwartzes. This guy sounds like he could be president. Ooh, hot take. Hot take. Hot take. In late 1927, Riker planned to finance a solo transatlantic flight of 37-year-old British aviator Evelyn Rosecrantz from New York to Rome in an exact replica of Charles Lindbergh's Spirit of St. Louis plane. They named their plane the Spirit of Holy City Love. (laughs) (laughs) That's a horrible name. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) It's to the point, right? Mm -hmm. Rosecrantz became familiar through connections in San Francisco where she ran a flight school and agreed to perform the flight as an advertisement for Holy City. But by January 1928, just a couple months later, Rosencrantz was suing Riker for $500,000, which in 1928 money was about $7.5 million for a breach of promise. Riker, who Rosencrantz called the most fascinating man she had ever met, <laughs> claimed that Riker had promised to fund her flight and, after she returned, had promised to marry her. Whoa. Yes. When he made the first payment on the plane, the check bounced. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. However, Riker was already headed back to Holy City. And Rosencrantz pursued him, wrecking her car on the way there. Now, in response to the charges put against him, Riker's lawyer, J.J. Bulger, brought up Evelyn's record of having been married three times, as well as having been arrested three times Mm. for check charges, two of which, according to Rosencrantz, the courts had cleared her of. All I did was overdraw my account. I went to prison the first time to protect a man I loved. The next time it was on account of my son. Riker said in response to Rosencrantz's allegations against him that he wanted only Rosencrantz to do, he want, Riker said in response to Rosencrantz's allegations against him that he only wanted Rosencrantz to do a plain stunt in a feature film that would be titled Woman or The Perfect Woman. This went off of Riker's idea of three types of women. The housewife and mother is concerned with propagating the race. The floozy type isn't in children. She stimulates men in a combative sense. The perfect woman will give life to man's intellectual and creative impulses by encouragement and support in the same way that the mother gives life to physical creation. Hmm. He's a real feminist. (laughs) Real feminist. Uh, Rosencrantz said that Riker would call her dear and that he had cohabitated with her for six months in a Los Angeles home that he had rented as a production center for the film. William and Lucille Riker called the allegations outrageous and claimed that it was just a fallacy constructed around the misunderstanding and mischaracterization of PCDW as a quote-unquote love cult. 
Police later seized the zoo, radio station, two hot dog stands, and an administrative building on behalf of the courts who ruled in favor of Rosencrantz, settling for several months of back pay as Riker's secretary during her time in Los Angeles instead of the $500,000. A month later, Rosencrantz was arrested in Fresno, California after cashing a fraudulent check at an automobile (laughs) garage in San Jose, having disappeared with the garage owner's brother. Upon her capture by police, she claimed she was being framed by Riker for her initial suit against him, calling him the head of a free love cult, out to get me. Riker testified against her, and a Supreme Court decision sentenced her to life in prison. What? For bouncing checks? As this was her fourth conviction for passing bad checks. Holy crap. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, that happened. That happened. In January 1929, Riker found himself at the center of a massive controversy after a San Francisco examiner journalists headed by Wooster Taylor posed as a promoter and a fake faith healer who would assist Riker in a wide-ranging scam to bring people to Holy City. The group discussed a four-day carnival-type event where they would build an elaborate 17,000-seat amphitheater with mechanisms that would be able to raise corpses from coffins, as well as being able to lift newly baptized converts, making them appear to float amongst the treetops with the help of mirrors. Oh, man. They got all those That's That's brilliant. I like it. Right? I'd watch that. Sounds like the mystery spot. (laughs) How dare you? It's really cool. We'll do that another time. Guys, it's real. It's real. Yeah. It's no, real. UFO, I heard a UFO crashed into the hillside. That's, That's why real. things are weird. That's real. We'll get into that. On you guys episode. are so full of shit. <laughs> the undercover examiner journalist interviewed members of Holy Cult, including Marguerite Strauss, a 15-year-old girl who had been separated from her mother and was responsible for taking care of Riker's 13 cats and four dogs. <laughs> the journalist learned that husbands and wives were separated from each other, living in separate dormitories, while children were kept with William, Eek. the father. Ooh. Mother Riker cautioned the journalists against telling anyone about their plans. All you see around you here are not members of our philosophy. Now and then we take in a hobo and put him to work for a few days. <laughs> Talk to no one about the fake healers or the mirrors or any of it. It would never do to have the real facts leak out. A photographer was called in to do publicity photos. Riker dressed in flowing sackcloth robes tied by a a sash. Be careful not to show my face. My motto is, ask not to see my face. Listen only what I have to say. (laughs) And this is a picture of Willie Riker in his flowing sackcloth robes interesting he looks like actually kind of looks like a priest of a church of the church i went to it's bringing things back for you this is a yeah this is a it's getting pretty close to home isn't it this episode is very uh Hmm. very close to home Hmm. did you float into the tree chops when you were uh, newly baptized wow like the end of the witch Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yes. Were you naked? And uh, hot? When I was baptized, I was not naked. 
I also don't remember it because I was like a baby, three months old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you oh, like you didn't have the right to choose. Were you baptized? Mm-hmm. Of course, I was baptized. Sorry, what are you talking about? Do you know where he comes from? Bible uh, Belt, it's Bible Belt country. It's Bible country. Well, it's not the Bible Belt. But not the, oh yeah, that's not, I guess it's not the Bible Belt, but baptized. It's the Bible, it's the Bible catechized. Oh, you beat me to it. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Bible suspended. Ba- baptized, oh. catechized, confirmed, circumcised, circumcised. Yep. Got I got all the sized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the stakes were raised <laughs> after Riker was given the offer to meet a supposed dynamo fake faith healer known as Professor DeSoto. I also am a professor. Yeah. Professor DeSoto. I also am a dynamo faith healer. <laughs> now, Professor DeSoto was uh, reportedly had scammed thousands of people, but had been hiding out in Mexico after authorities caught on to his schemes. Riker, more eager than ever to get involved with this man, met in a hotel in San Francisco that had been wiretapped by the journalist with the help of the A.J. Kane Detective Agency. And wiretapping back then was not quite the same. It was like a dictaphone. It was just a dude on the other side of the wall holding a <laughs> cup against the wall? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I, I can there, hear there is, they, they In, in the uh, examiner, they do have an, a diagram of it and... <laughs> It's basically they so it was like they had wires that somehow I think like picked up the vibrations of what they were saying and kind of, you know, it kind of like cup right, strings right. cups uh, attached by strings, that kind of method where they they were kind of like listening to the vibrations. But also they were in the next room and just like cut a hole in the wall so somebody could look in and see what's happening. You know, Riker, he seems to me like a go getter. Uh, he goes after what he, he wants. He is an American entrepreneur. He is an entrepreneur. And he also knows talent when he sees it. And he will go after that talent to acquire it for mm-hmm. his enterprise. Mm-hmm. This also reminds me of someone who could be president. Wait. Uh-huh. Did he have his own name in big gold letters on the entrance to Holy City? I don't know if they were gold, but... Did he play golf quite frequently? Uh, God damn this mm. fucking thing with its rotating goddamn technology! <laughs> Why did you fucking build it? That this way? is the this is the kind of content you get here on <laughs> Valley Hearts Delight. Uh, I don't think he specifically had his name on there, but uh, mm. not presidential. I think I get, well, I think I get brand, what you're he saying. Was, he was he was he had a brand. He had a he had a product because he was product. His product though was Holy City, right? Well, and the whole idea is that you know it's. He his whole thing is that like he's the most important person, but he's also he's you know well, well he's humble. Mm. Is there do they have records of what he like some of his speeches or his sermons that he said? I mean, anytime I hear this, like that this guy was able to convince a people to join him, right? With the religious stuff, that kind of makes sense. But there's always that part where like he's pitching the idea. He's like, and yeah, you know, you know. Uh, you'll go over here. Your go- wife will go over there. Your wife will camp me, and then, you know if uh, she got you get a little bit of a bump, you know you ignore that. That's just the will of God. I'm you know I'm Riker the Holy Man. I don't. I haven't come across anything yet about his exact like speeches to his congregants and things like that. But, but Anthony, you also missed the point where like Schwartz 
had two young women assigned to him after he was separated from his wife. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. So he was also passing around... Allegedly, women? I guess allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, that okay that that kind of now makes more sense. Now the examiner printed this story, and much of what Riker had to say, but had to censor large sections of profanity, in late 1920 <laughs> standards, Tarnation. especially on the topic of women. Oh. In fact, the female stenographer recording the tap on the room even refused to transcribe certain sections of Riker's words. Anything goes so long as they don't get the goods on us, Riker told DeSoto, (laughs) suggesting that they use believers to pose as crippled and blind people who would be healed. Riker also recommended that they recruit twin sisters, one of whom had her leg amputated at the hip. We will have her hobble up to the healer and pass inside the shrine. After a few seconds, she will walk out again, entirely whole with her leg restored. That's brilliant. Of course. That's brilliant. Of course. It will really be her twin sister, but nobody will get wise. The twins can live there at Holy City, and none of my people will ever squeal. Super cool. (laughs) Riker also suggested building two dormitories, one for men and one for women. Though there would be a connecting door between them for secret rendezvous. Just as long as everything is quiet and there is no noise, nobody cares. I don't give a damn, just as long as they're quiet about it. But just the same, it's worth the chance because crowds will stay a little longer if you give them this opportunity. Cool guy. American hero. American hero. The whole thing is to get dough. A lot of rich religious fanatics will come. I will let none of them get away for less than $5,000. Of course, if they just want one lesson, I will take them for $100. This guy comes across as like a Scooby-Doo villain, right? Like some sort of like... I'm just really with the voice. I'm trying to get the the jowliness. No, in no, I no. But yes, he like, is like, just like, like uh, we're gonna get the dough. Like, you yes. know what I mean? Like, yes. Again, I, I mean the parlance. I guess the, time, the parlance yes. is just like so. And they also uh, in the newspaper they did uh, when he says I don't give a damn. They did censor out damn, but I can infer that that's what they probably Ooh, meant. I know he's a. Listen the way he speaks. Now, upon this information becoming public, Riker said that he had been planning a publicity stunt to boost the membership of Holy City. Then, stuff was added to the original plan without my knowledge. Now look at it. Evelyn Rosencrantz, speaking from her cell in San Quentin, said that she was aware of his plan to host a sanctification carnival and that he had it all worked out years before his meeting with the examiner journalists. Mother and father Riker vehemently denied any accusations of wrongdoing and lawyered up quickly. More and more information started to come out of the Reich, come out on the Rikers and their management of their community. Holy City members ran everything in town from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Luckily, they were not burdened with any income accrued through their labor as everything went to the Rikers. This was not new to the congregants of PCDW, as when they first joined, members were required to relieve any and all 
worldly possessions to the Father, including their bank accounts, property, and family. We have no need of money here, said one Holy City member. Of course not. We work for a higher ideal, to please him and make him happy. Ew. Ew. Riker was known as Father King and Brother Soul. Brother Soul. Did you, did you just say Brother Soul? <laughs> Brother Soul. All right. Now, as for making Father happy. Oh, how, did, how do we make Father happy? It turns out that all that talk of celibacy and separating husbands from wives was a tactical decision on no his part. No way. No, you were just starting to like the guy. I love him. <laughs> that is the kind of jip I hand out to these people up here. They get enough of a thrill out of my doctrines. As for myself, I am on another plane. I am able to cope with the women. Married four times, you know, and made love to thousands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love shit. Yeah, I like that he used the word cope as an, I think, copulate. But but though Riker knew the reality of his vision, his believers seemed to earnestly think that they were working on creating a new utopia, the city on a hill for all others to look up to. Joe Witzig, Holy City's head carpenter and astrologist, believed that, quote, the streets will literally be paved with gold. All this cement pavement that you see here will be replaced by solid gold. Billions upon billions of dollars will pour in here. Hey, Joe, where's your wife? Yeah. Huh? Not with him. She was just here a minute ago. She's with Brother Soul. (laughs) She's getting holy. Getting the doctrine. Could you imagine trying to walk around on... Sidewalks actually made of gold? Like, I don't think people realize how soft gold is. Yeah, I don't think it would be very pleasant. No. Like walking on clay. Yeah. Right? Well, when it gets hot, it would just like... Melt. Whatever. Right? I don't know. But, I mean, getting back to presidential. Yeah. We have our gold. This sounds extremely Trumpian to me. It really does. Witzig... Which I also love that he's a carpenter and an astrologist. Yes. So it's like, it's it's one-stop shopping. Yes. Now, Witzig also revealed the pervading perspective on relationships in Holy City. There is no such thing as husband and wife. We enter into a larger relation where all women are our sisters and all men are brothers. When a man has progressed so that he is fit for our philosophy, he loves all equally. He has no right to devote himself to one woman alone or his children at all. The children are turned over in this place to a common father. Man, you know, Anthony, what, what, I think, I think you've, I think you've read it, perhaps. It, but and Kate, and I don't know if you have, but but have either of you ever read "Stranger in a Strange Land" by by Robert Heinlein? Mm. It's on my list. Yeah, it is also on my list. No, yeah. I'm not. I, I mean, I'm sure he was not tapping specifically into like Riker and Holy City. I think he was tapping into like the zeitgeist of the time in the sixties with like free love and stuff. And also making a pretty deep like criticism of organized religion and, and politics. But 
like I think the 20th century had a lot of these kind of utopian communities emerge. And, and so I think Heinlein was looking at that as well, but, but like this sounds so much like the sex cult that he writes about mm. in that book. Well, well, I think it's really interesting too, that like the, when I first started reading this and it's like, you know, Oh, allegations of them being a love cult and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, like, right. Like, Oh, they're, doing something that would offend the 1920s kind of what well, was scandalous at the time. Yeah, like, right. right like sure. you know the relative terms and i'm like oh yeah like yeah when you think like it's like oh it's a free love community and you're like right in 1920 that means having sex outside of marriage right. yeah you just thought they were being groovy but as it, but as it turns out that might be a little bit more cl- closer to the 1960s and 70s idea of it well this, I mean, it's more like Jonestown y. Like yes, this guy exactly. Is, right? like, mm-hmm. you know, like, this guy like seems like the a common pro- The common father. Yeah. I mean, I think they. It's been a while since I've kind of like dug into that, but like, I think they used to call Jim Jones like the father, right? Like, with yeah. shit like that, right? Like, right. it was. Very, like, all this is very similar to that. And this is it's not, not a, like he's a, not as successful as Jim Jones was. This is not like a free love commune. Like this is a there's a hierarchy. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. This is he not plays a free himself love. at the top, and then he has access to yeah. everyone. Mm. Fascinating. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he like pretty much. Yeah, like it's like almost kind of cult 101 almost at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this I'm, is, I'm right. At, this feels like it's kind of laying the groundwork for people yeah, in the future. Yeah, it's kind of like how. You know, Velvet Underground and the Doors were like proto punk, and then eventually you'd have like the Sex Pistols and the Clash. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He's well, the proto cult leader. Proto cult leader of the sixties and seventies. Well, now we were talking about the children getting turned over to a common father, and as it turns out, uh, Riker had some uh, extreme views on children in general. <laughs> Oh, I thought he was going to have very liberal, progressive ideas on children. Well, why would you think that? I'm being. Okay, just... I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Sarcasm, everybody. I'm not. Nothing's landed today. I'm sorry. In regards <laughs> to Edward Hickman, who gained fame through the 1927 kidnap and murder of Marion Parker in Los Angeles, Riker said, "Hickman was God's agent in killing little Marion Parker." Just as a germ of sickness is God's agent to teach people they should eradicate disease. He was trying to show the world that children have no further place in it. We are beyond the stage where the race should be further propagated. We need no more population. Woman's function is no longer to propagate. I had a son, but thank God I have rid of him. (laughs) Whoa, this is like downright Malthusian. That's amazing. (laughs) Apparently, Riker sent his son away. Uh, with, I, other than the one that Best he abandoned. Best thing that ever happened to that kid. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Bye. Uh, sent one of his sons away uh, when he was 19 and had no further contact. If children did not obey adults, Riker recommended choking them into submission. This played into Riker's separation of the sexes and hoarding of the children for his own. And it kind of also explained why his cult never took off or grew. Like I said in the beginning, this really peaked around 30 people. Right. And it's hard to grow your cult when you are telling people to get rid of their children. Yeah, and then you also can't indoctrinate new cult members, right? Look at Scientology. Right. 
like a lot of people now I've grown up or the children the children of God where where you're like children born into it but I, I but even like like I think Scientology probably is the better example because there was no like you know the, there was no child abuse in mm. in Scientology the way there was in like children allegedly of God. well allegedly but I not enough to where like people who grew up as Scientologists like are now like I'm a Scientologist well but but he he may very well have had I mean, I'm not excusing the attitude towards children, although the world probably needs fewer humans, you know, just saying. Hey, these fucking kids are pains in the asses, man. They're leaving the shit everywhere. I stepped on a Lego. But maybe he's going at it more like, you know, like like the Shakers, who believe that the only way to gain converts is to actually go out and win them over. Hence, they don't have children, nor if they did, would the children automatically be assumed to be part of the religion? Hmm. And where are the, how are the shakers doing? Oh, they're dwindling probably by the minute. Hmm. <laughs> uh, it's fascinating. But indeed, that happens. the followers of Riker believe that to reject... I'm a firm adherent of it, or believer that all religions should have that particular approach. I, I fucking agree. Amen to that, man. Amen to that, brother soul. Uh... <laughs> Um, the, professor Soul. Professor Soul. Uh, uh, the, excuse me, I didn't. I didn't go to school for fucking I ten years PhD, to be called a PhD fucking in bro- Soul. I'm for fucking brother Soul. I'm Professor Soul. Thank you. You only went to school for ten years, Anthony. You went to school. For oh, I, I was. I was. It being, shows. It shows. I was being you. Okay. Uh, only. Only. <laughs> <laughs> what, what grades did you get through? I got to tenth. Okay. No, that that's. No, I spent way too much time in school. Way, way, way too much time in school. All those remedial classes. The followers (laughs) of Riker indeed believe that to reject him and the Society of Holy City was comparable to choosing suicide over life. Riker had convinced the true believers that he was, in fact, the reincarnation of the Savior and that he would bring them immortality on Earth, that there was no afterlife. (laughs) Jesus, you really let yourself go. Well, you know how it goes. <laughs> There's only this life, but I'll bring you. Uh, well, Riker called the allegations against his holy city, quote, all applesauce. Uh, and despite wide ranging calls for action against the Rikers, following the examiner expose, nothing ever manifested in court. Two months after the examiner expose on the Rikers in the March of 1929, William Riker got into a car accident that killed 73-year-old Mrs. J.H. Messler in Palo Alto. No. The following month, since nothing ever happened with that, <laughs> this guy's is a slippery this guy. guy. This guy's He's a slippery little guy. This guy slips like <laughs> prison soap. <laughs> the following month, our good friend Evelyn Rosencrantz <laughs> filed an affidavit in the California Supreme Court claiming that William Riker was responsible for the death of Frieda Schwartz and that Evelyn had been railroaded to the penitentiary penitentiary that she had been railroaded to the penitentiary through perjury, conspiracy, and bribery by Riker. That Lucille was not technically Riker's wife as she was still married to her previous husband, that Riker had illegally institutionalized her previous wife, Bessie Spear Riker, and it's uncertain if 
Bessie Spearreicher is the same or different person than Bessie Zetterreicher, his wife whom he had abandoned in Oakland, and that Evelyn had witnessed Riker murder Margaret White, his other former wife, in 1927, while Evelyn had been staying with Riker in the Culver City College cottage that he had rented under the pretense of filming his movie, The Perfect Woman. Did that ever come out? No, it never did. <sighs> He's so interesting. I think after his, I'd watch it. After his, yeah. stunt, after his stunt pilot, you know, got arrested for in life in prison, it kind of all went to shit. He had like everything like invested in the stunt pilot. <laughs> that's the, that's the climax. The, fun, uh, the whole movie ruined. I can't even get another pilot. By everything, do you mean nothing? Because he apparently well, yeah, 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 exactly. Gave her a rubber check. Yeah, exactly. Like he had absolutely no. He couldn't else. find any other. Like, he put all his money into one thing. Willingly susceptible pilot to actually fall for his ruse. Which is just at this point, it's like, I don't know if she actually, I mean, I assume she actually was a pilot because she had a flight school, but like this woman has a history of, uh, anyways, Evelyn alleged that after White had come to the house several times looking for William, identifying herself as his wife, claimed that if he did not pay her the money that she was owed, he would expose him enough to take him to the gallows. On a subsequent visit, Riker choked White to death and drove her body to Holy City, where she was buried in quicklime. This is all according to Evelyn. Oh, okay. Who's in her prison cell in San Quentin. Did they ever look for the body in quicklime? No. Oh. I mean, it's basically saying that there is no body. They buried it somewhere around Holy City, so that could be, and it's heavily forested around there, so... But upon learning of Rosencrantz's allegations, Los Angeles authorities went to the house in Culver City where they found Riker attending to a bonfire in the backyard. Uh-huh. <laughs> Holy shit. Now he claimed what, what that he was cleaning up the house in preparation to sell it. And, and what, burning? Not evidence. <laughs> hey, Riker, you cooking pork? What's that smell? Long pig. I just cooked some long pig. <laughs> Rosencrantz attempted to leverage her claims against Riker to overturn her life sentence conviction. In 1931, after several additional petitions, she had her sentence reduced from life in prison to 14 years. No evidence was found of Margaret White, and nothing ever came of her allegations other than her getting her sentence reduced. In 1929, Riker established a radio station in Holy City, KFQU. That hosted uh, popular broadcast programs as well as Riker's personal messages, which I would love to hear. Yeah. Just can we pause for a second? Think think about those uh, call letters. KFQU. Fuck you. Yeah. I mean, mean, this guy's brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) He's great. KFQU. KFQU. Okay, fuck you. Uh, It lasted around two years before it was shut down and its license was revoked for, quote unquote, irregularities. Uh, What this really meant was that Riker was operating the station on frequencies outside of his license, which, as it turns out when it comes to radio, is super not cool. Very serious, actually. Yes. 
Uh, and you got to make sure you do your public broad or the public service or the the test. Oh yeah. I I've never told you guys this story, but ooh, I was I was a radio DJ in college, and eventually rose to the lofty ranks of co-station manager. Whoa! At WKCO, Canyon College in Ohio. Pretty sure that our signal reached the edges of the campus, and maybe, maybe to the strange collection of single-wide trailers that existed in the woods slightly off campus. Hmm. We never, ever received a public service alert. Never thought anything of it. The year after I graduated, I got a call from one of the reporters for the college <laughs> newspaper saying, uh, the FCC is shutting down the radio station. Oh. Did you realize that the transmitter, which is supposed to, by federal law, be in good working order at all times, because those, those messages relay... So it would come from another station to yeah. ours, and then we were supposed to respond and press a button, and that would relay it to the other one. <laughs> we were we were the the we were the broken link in the chain. <laughs> let's put it that way. Oh man, when I was at no idea doing the San Jose State Radio station, it came on one time. Like I had to do it, and I was like sweating bullets because I like, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> What do you do? You Don't just you just push, push a button? button? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, I, I love like, uh, the fact that uh, you were worried uh, that you might fuck uh, up pushing uh, a button. Uh, uh, I did. Uh, I did college radio too, but uh, it, it uh, wasn't technically uh, radio. It just streamed online. Uh, uh, uh. You know, I got pretty good at my. And face. then you end up hitting the wrong button, and it's just like, oh. Well, it's like you know, they, you know, like you're taught by a, you know a stoned college student. It's like, okay, you know, this is the fader, you know, all right, here's the mic, all right, these the CD changers, all right, and then so yeah, you know, if you get this flashes and the thing comes in, actually though, the San Jose State um, radio station class was very thorough, though you know they tell yeah, you, wait, you had a class? Yeah, it was a whole class. Oh, hmm. but I mean, you strange. Know, you know, it's one of those classes. The most exciting like, moment like I ever had. Anthropology classes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> crucial, crucial, useful. Mm -hmm. I, the most exciting moment I had was when somebody from off campus called in and requested that I play Gigi Allen. Fuck yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. The only song I had was Gypsy Motherfucker, so I had to yeah, bleep it like every 30 seconds. Oh, man. I liked working at a college radio station. Anyway. Yeah, man. Well, this guy fucked up. Uh, yeah, so that was... As you mentioned, the very short-lived radio station, K fuck you, K fuck you, K fuck you. That's false. K That's fuck awesome. you. We uh, should get T-shirts made to just say K fuck you. Uh, Valley of Hearts Delight. K, K fuck, fuck you. you. K fuck you. In November of 1934, William Riker telegraphed Franklin D. Roosevelt <laughs> that he would be sending the president plans for a new government that would be. Quote, unquestionably 100% perfect. <laughs> hey, you can't fault this guy for uh, he's not, a, not being ambitious. He's fucking, right? he, he goes for it. Mr. President. I wonder His Excellency Franklin D. Roosevelt, President of the United States, Washington, D.C. Most beloved and favored president. I am sending you <laughs> under separate cover by airmail. An entirely new system of government, which we have tried out for 12 years, and many judges, attorneys, businessmen, communists, and others have endorsed it to be the best that ever was invented. It will eliminate taxation. No war between capital and labor. 
No stagnation of wealth and unused property. No unemployment or underpaid salaries. It will eliminate crime, penitentiaries, and charitable institutions. Cancel all delinquent mortgage debts and guarantee to please anyone and everyone without causing trouble. <laughs> Please consider this tried-out system of government. Respectfully, Father W. E. Riker. So, uh, Riker, uh, sounds like a good uh, government you got there. How many people did you uh, test using this government? How many people were involved? Anthony, didn't you hear? Twelve it years. Was- Twelve years of how many? And people? it was endorsed by communists mm-hmm. and endo- how many? And judges and Thir- attorneys like 30, and businessmen. Thirty. Thirty people. <laughs> Yes. I do have to say, I, I love the fact that old Willie Riker sounds an awful lot like <laughs> Droopy the Hound Dog. <laughs> he kind of looks like Droopy. He does kind of look like Droopy. Well, but, but. Franklin Delano Well, his plan included having the government take control of all the banks, including all the money that they housed. Any American not privately employed would be employed by the government e-fucking-mediately. Okay. As there was no limit to the work that needed to be done. Okay. Now, despite— So he read the Communist Manifesto. I was going to say, this, this sounds, okay. <laughs> it sounds rather, rather suspiciously like, uh, like communism. <laughs> or the WPA, which I believe well, now, at this point was probably already in place. 36? Well, now we know yeah. why communists. Although they didn't take away everybody's, uh, or thirty-four private wealth. Yeah, I did like that he brought up communists. Communists love it. Why? Because I directly got it from communists. Uh, despite giving the government total control of all the nation's wealth, Riker assured that it would be naturally that it would naturally and legally find its way back to the banks. Eliminating the need for property tax, personal tax, and private insurance. Bernie Sanders. Oh. He promised to, quote, make kings and queens of all the sane-minded white people. Hmm. There's the catch. He likened the way that the... He likened the way that the money would bounce back into the banks to a rubber ball that naturally bounces back into your hand when thrown. Oh. I, I, you know, I. That always happens. That has a certain ring to it. Although I do kind of like the, 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 the. I just for some reason I'm just thinking. Just, just came to me. This trickle down. Hmm. Hmm. Trickle down communist economics. Well, it seems like I mean. It, it seems like, like you guys aren't really sold on this. This sounds like the bastard child of Ronald Reagan and Bernie Sanders. <laughs> he does. It sounds like they that those two old men fucked and somehow <laughs> spawned <laughs> some weird bald a old strange baby. time warp. Mm. Like it just crawled out and I had rule thirty four that. Was that rule thirty four? Maybe yeah. that's why he said don't take photos of his face. Mm. Whoa. So Bernie Sanders Because he's a time time so, traveling love child of but no, but of somehow Bernie Sanders and Ronald Reagan. But somehow Ronald Reagan was able to give birth to a child that was Bernie Sanders. That child. Wait, Ronald Reagan gave birth to Bernie Sanders? No, no, no. Oh, Ronald Reagan and Bernie Sanders had a love affair. Bernie Sanders impregnated Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. The child that came out of which, please, if if there are any talented artists listening, uh, somebody please draw it, that. 
They crawled out of Reagan's asshole, mm-hmm. like kind of slithered out like a snake, and mm-hmm. then it like mutated over time, like a tadpole turns into a frog. Mm-hmm. That creature then lives 200 years, long enough where time travel is possible, mm-hmm. goes back in time, mm-hmm. and then becomes... Oh, Willie Riker. Riker. Yeah. Damn. I so, think we've cracked it. I will have. Well done, gentlemen. Fist. Well, that ends uh, this entire <laughs> podcast <laughs> Thank you, forever. Uh, no, but uh, it seems like you guys. So uh, all jokes aside, though, like it seems like you ha- kind of have your I, doubts about it. We, who was joking? I was serious. But uh, you have your doubts about it about his government. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Well, Riker offered one thousand dollars to anyone who could find a flaw in his plan, and Andrew said that Shang. he would, <laughs> and said that he would walk. <laughs> I really would. Wait, wait, it was a three way with Andrew Yang. <laughs> Andrew Yang is. Riker's child. Holy shit. And he said that he would walk 20 miles on crutches if somebody found any flaw in his plan. Hmm. He obtained these crutches after getting injured in yet another car accident six months prior. He's driving drunk, isn't he? Why, Why would you say that? I'm just saying he's getting in a lot of car accidents. Well, now... Really what this was, was Riker's first inclination into politics. And that's really where we'll pick up next time on your Valley of Heart's Delight. Tune in next week for more cultishness, clannishness. What? And Scientology. Whoa. Riker. Yeah, what a dude. The opposite of fucking William Riker from the the USS Enterprise. Not as cool, not as slick, not as handsome, not as just great all around, not a great commander. Not could just step in when the moment is right, when tensions are at their most height, and he can just assume command when Captain Picard gets out and gets transported into like some weird alternate reality. <laughs> I, I liked I liked Data. I I do. I like Data. And too. Jordy LaForge. I like Jordy. I like I like all the. I love the cast and George Takei. His Twitter is hilarious. George Takei was in the original Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Next Gen. I'm talking about George Takei. I'm talking about. Okay, we can talk about all of them. Is there a difference? Yes. Why? Huh? Huh? What do you mean? What? I'm, it's all Star Trek. I, yes, but yeah. ones they're different crews. Like gangs? No. Like dance crews? No, like the military. Like oh. a different ship. What's the timeline on Star Trek? That's complicated. Come <laughs> <laughs> You guys are pushing a nerd envelope way too far tonight. <laughs> no, I don't know anything about Star Trek. I know enough. I know uh, the bald guy, Picard. Yup, he's Got getting a new TV show. He is, and it's totally not going to fail. Is he going to be in it, or is it like a young Picard? No, it's him. It's old Picard. Oh, is it time traveling? I hope there's time traveling. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I know. hope they bring time traveling. Seven and nines in it. Here's my prediction for the new Star Wars because it's called The Rise of Skywalker. They're going to fucking time travel. Yes, a lot. Actually, did you watch the Red Letter Media? No, I don't know what that is, but it sounds communist. 
No, no, no. They're a they're <laughs> YouTube communist thing about movies. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> They're not actually communists. No, no, no. It's a YouTube communist thing. They're not actually communist. No, no, no. Well, YouTube communist is different than like... Well, of course it is. Democrat. They're nerds. Exactly. It's, 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 it's just like it when you're like a religious, racist, cult leader communist. Yeah. It's apparently different than... Very. Regular old boring communism. Actually, it's funny too. Jim Jones was communist. To bring that back. Yeah. That is interesting. And look what happened to him. Look what happened to all of them. It seems like it never goes well. Anyway. Well, of course it doesn't go well. <laughs> I mean, think about it. <laughs> I mean, if you ever try to implement that at any sort of scale, the problem is that you're always going to have communism is some jackasses People that take advantage. Of, yeah, exactly. It, the idea is not the problem. It's the general... It's tendency people. for individuals to place their own interests above and in front of those of the group unless they've been first of all like socialized to do the opposite and then secondarily if they are trying to implement it at a scale that's too large to really feasibly convince everyone in the group that their interests are in sync with the interests of the overall group it's it's going to fail and then that's of course why most experiments in communism kind of teeter over the precipice into fascism because you need to have a very powerful central individual body to then basically like keep all the individuals from either taking advantage of the system or taking advantage of each other. So you end up with these overarching forms of propaganda. You get these overextensions of individual surveillance because you need to, to keep track of what everybody's doing at all times to enforce equality. Hunters and gatherers do it at a, a scale of like 30 people. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everyone keeps an eye on each other. Right. Right. And, 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 and it's not like one big happy fun love fest. Like they enforce equality and, and following the rules by peer pressure and bullying. It's, it's the panopticon effect without the central figure. The problem mm. is when the panopticon gets too big, you have to create a central eye that can view everyone that's the entire concept of the well and also i would say like 30 people that's like a like essentially like a family unit well and most most of whom are either biologically related or or tied via certain types of ritual structures like marriage to each other in in ways that they go beyond just simply the kind of facile like voluntary submission of oneself to the group you have these multiple layers of 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 obligations like you are my relative or you are my in-law or you are somehow connected to me at several levels and and those are inescapable but they're also they're also not like these ham-fisted like hitting you over the head with some artificial identity of saying like hello comrade like oh yeah yeah skip merrily off into the sunset well it's yeah, and I think if you're also in a situation where it's like we all rely on each other to eat and be safe, right? It all those it that all becomes that's that just living supersedes everything else. Sure. If things are being taken care of for you, then you're going to get restless. You're going to get bored. People are going to that's I mean that's also another issue when you have like just hundreds of thousands of people, right? And well, but, a huge system of government. I mean, they were starving in Russia, but that's also the Russia. fallacy too. Is that you expect so I don't know how like, like you expect that everything is taken care of for you. I mean, in, in in the kind of real 
sense of kind of small scale, like communal living situations, nobody has the expectation that someone else is doing things for them. They all cooperate mm-hmm. and, and basically they all possess essentially either complementary or overlapping skill sets where, where they're more or less interchangeable. But, but think about what I'm talking about then. I mean, you, you also don't have the same level of individual difference, competitiveness, mm-hmm need for competition and stuff. So I mean, it, it's, it's like anything else. It's a systemic way of living. You can't just artificially create it one day and say, get a group of people together and say, Hey, do we all agree that we're going to try this? Because it, it would be like you know, at your age right now, somebody just walking up and say, Anthony, like tomorrow I expect you to start like speaking a new language and having a different belief system, practice a different economic system. Like you can't, you can't like transmit or, or uh, kind of convert wholesale from one reality to another. And, yeah, my brand and, and these explode. are systemic realities, right? I mean, that, that you either have to buy into it wholesale, which again goes back to why you end up with the, with the, the really overreaching forms of, of, of kind of force to make people submit to the new system and of course it's doomed for failure. I mean, and I think like it's a beautiful idea, right? Yeah, everybody's equal. Everybody cooperates. Everybody gets the same out that everybody puts in essentially. Uh, but the reality Jeff Bezos of course, worked hard for is, his billions. Well, and that's, I mean, I, I think that, I don't know. I don't, I don't really buy the idea that like, well, if I don't get a reward for working hard, then I refuse to work hard. I, I think that most humans, myself included, have an inherent desire to do some, something productive and, and that we take pride in our work. So we will work hard and try to do a good job. It's systems like ours rather where you, people get unequal rewards. I think is when people start to say like, well, fuck this, I hate my job and it sucks and it's unfair and I'm just going to fucking sit at home. Like that, that, that I don't think is how that's people why that grow never up. Achieve the American dream. You know what? <laughs> you got to work for it. Right. I'll tell right. you what. Jeff Bezos, he Mark sat Zuckerberg, on, they sat Donald com- Trump. They all sat at computers. No, man. They never, well, they Donald didn't Trump have any, they didn't just have any just more or less advantage money. in life. They didn't have a step up from anybody else. Right. The Rockefellers. They didn't have a step up from exactly. anybody else. They worked yep. Yep. to get where they were. Yep. Well, kind of bringing it back to right a little bit more back to this Riker and stuff. Cause now you have a guy like Riker. He is Picard's a better captain. <laughs> Riker was never a uh, captain. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they actually turned it down. Yeah. Are we talking about Willie E or Willie T here? Well, yeah. So bringing it back to Riker uh, in, in our episode, he has like 30 people. Right, he's obviously not a hunter and gatherer. He's like just a piece of shit opportunist. Sure, but though it, allegedly, it, but in a lot of ways, though he is kind of like this a very uh, well. Though it is kind of weird too because you would think that a guy like him, who tries to like get as many females to himself as he can, doesn't want to re- re- reproduce. Like you'd almost think that that would be the that the drive to make him do that. Like. Like I need to fuck women and like having more like you know that would be like he wouldn't know that that's what his body was like driving him to do but you like to me for some reason that always that would be the biological like underlying motivation for his, like that that overactive like well but he's a con artist so I mean well, he's he, a piece he, of shit, he's yeah. he he I think is probably very cognizant of the limited amount of funds available and is aware that if the group gets too large 
and isn't that the whole shooting match is going to fall and apart? Yeah, isn't right? that interesting though that for the PCDW in Holy City, he had everybody give up all of their property, and suddenly he's making a proposal to the president that sounds an, an awful, awful lot like lot that, like yep. what people have been doing with him. And as we'll see in the next episode, uh, he makes his initial foray into the world of politics. And I think that is perhaps because he realized it's, it's that he doesn't want to deal with children. He doesn't want people to procreate, but he wants that greater power. Right. He wants more right. control and he wants, he wants to be the man in charge of a nation's worth of wealth. And he thinks that he can do that. Right. And right. he did do that. And y'all don't know about him because of an alternate timeline, but William Riker became president in 1945. Oh, no shit. And he was assassinated, kind of like a, like a dead zone kind of. Yep, totally. Mm. Is it, Mandela yeah, effect. These dudes are interesting, man. Like, they, there's so much more. I mean, they're not like everyday prevalent, but they pop up like almost through well, all. Well, that's you know what, what I, I mean? thought like, was a guy so, like him. Like, I thought that was so interesting, too, because he has a Holy City and William Riker have short little Wikipedia articles right. about him, just kind of about like, well, Holy City kind of was started by this dude who was a real piece of shit, and it kind of popped up and then disappeared. And big thanks to newspaper, newspaper.com, newspapers.com, uh, because I was gonna say because when I re- when I looked it up like you, there's not a lot there's not and a that's lot. where I, I found the whole I'm like why is Evelyn fucking Rosencrantz not on there right, it, right. Like, yeah most of that stuff was like I kind of just did you obviously were able to do the deep dive and found those articles like but just kind of like kind of like warming up for the episode and looking into things like I pretty much all the only thing I found was that he started it. There was I a like radio to, station. I like, like to a surprise side. you guys. Huh? I like to surprise you guys. No, I, so think, and, and think about like, I, it would be so difficult to get something like this up and running today for multiple reasons. I mean, not, not the least of which would be the exorbitant cost of getting challenge space. accepted. Well, but also, think about I also it, have like, an example, a real life example, but, but like you, I mean, people would hop online and like, I mean, they they like leave reviews on Yelp or whatever. Like you go and like look up like Holy City and everybody be like put one star, man. This guy's a shithead. Well, so like, but that's a, he. You can divulge the information more widely. Know, but look at but look he at he went Trump. to trial. New, he went to tri- trial over child torture and people were like, well, that's his expression of his religion. Yeah, and look at and look at Trump. I mean, he is a perfect example. Of like he like not, how dare you malign he, our president? I mean, he's just a complete. I, 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 I am sorry. And like, I hated this fucking dude before he even got into politics. I was like, man, fuck him. So I'm not even coming, like, I'm not even trying to be chic about the thing. I, I've never liked the guy. But he's always come across, like, he's always, a like, just a piece of shit. Like, just, you know. You weren't a fan of The Apprentice, apparently. I, and then I hated that fucking show. My parents loved that fucking show. When he was just doing his own show. little piece of shit thing and doing his own. Yeah, like, and then just, like, the whole, like, him just, like, yeah. I, just, I was, like, sick of, I just hate him. And he's just such a gross dude. I was like, this guy's fucking disgusting. And, then, and the allegations of him why, being because, a womanizer. Because he up, sneaks into fucking yeah. his, like, teen pageant to yeah. watch teenage girls undress. All that shit was out there before he was president. Or the weird shit that he yeah, says about crazy. his daughter. But my point is, like. Everyone knows that. No, it's not even a secret. Right. It wasn't even right. a secret until he became. And it's fine. Everyone knew it, and he just says these deplorable, disgusting things all the time. He's not fucking even very um, articulate, but yet people are all right. Like, like people that I'm very close to, you know, not to like mention any names or associations. Fucking like, Jeffrey. 
oh, you know, like, oh, he's our president. I have to, we, da 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 da, da. Like, you know, he's our guy. Da, you know, like, they just fall in line. And I'm like, you, how can you not see past this? And it's just because they hear the weird, those few little right. tree trigger People are words, so willing to and explain it away. They get right and into say, it. Well, yeah, he says weird shit about his daughter. Yeah, he might have raped, like, 15 people. Yeah, he did. He was on tape saying that he grabs women by the pussy or wants to grab women by the pussy. Yeah, he says kind of racist shit. Yeah, he does this. But, man, he's he's a good businessman. And that's not even true. That's not. Yeah, none of that's even true. None of the. None. That, he has no base. He is like there is there's no reason to trust or believe or he is in entirely he's a lifelong incompetent person and yet for whatever reason it's because he's confident so remember guys be confident if you want anything out of life you just pretend that you are confident if other people think you are confident you can achieve anything just if send you, a telegram to the president that's right opposing the perfect government and then with with a follow-up airmail address or uh air airmail package don't send airmail packages to the president. We're not advocating that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> or I, any on, sort of mail package. I just, I'm, I'm waiting for the hamburgers to finally take them. Oh, God. Then we get pence. Yeah. Well, oh well, fuck it. We're all screwed. <sighs> um, anyway, I'm excited for next week. This was uh, this guy's uh, interesting piece of shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Always interesting to look into these insane, domineering cult leader figures. By the way, I, and we haven't even yeah we even by the we way, have just dipped co- our toe into the weird racist fucking bullshit that he's. I into. mean, we, yeah, like, I, just, I I love that he lined the road to Holy City with Santa Clauses. Yeah, yeah, yeah we never riffed on that. The like, biggest, that the biggest white supremacist symbol, arguably in oh, the world. Oh, leave Santa alone. Fuck Santa. No, I like Santa. Hail Santa. Santa could be fine. Santa could be. Santa no could man, be, Santa could be whatever nope. you Santa's, want Santa nope. to be. Nope. Santa is just Santa's an idea. Santa's a way for old men to get children in their laps. Yikes! Aww, that's a. That, aww. I'm, I like Christmas. Santa is a bur- <laughs> He's he's a reverse burglar, but regardless, he's breaking into we, your house. No, I well, you know what? I've, I'm sensitive to this because I have a collection of ugly Santas that I've been collecting over the years for Christmas. Wait, what? what? This been, is a where wow you know, that just opened up a, a giant house. a giant Christmas. window into Anthony's soul. You guys, yeah, next okay, this Christmas Ugh. when we decorate, you guys will come over. I like because I inherited them from my grandparents, and I've just now Dari and I collect ugly Santas. Ugly Santas. All right, well that's on like creepy any cre- the creepier uglier the ugly to Santas. Your, your gift list. now now I have a question. Yeah, did your grandparents collect them because they were ugly? No. They had no idea they were ugly and scary, and they creeped us out as which, kids. Which I would say, which actually kind of getting back to like the whole like the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties thing, going to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk and seeing Laughing Sal. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. some creepy shit right there, there. There was this certain level of like we, as we talked about, like there was a time, there's a period in American history where people were like, "This is cute, kids will love this," yeah, and, and it's 30, terrifying. And like you know, yeah, seventy years later. You look back and you're like, that is a fucking nightmare show. Yeah, no, because think about this. Their lives were already such fucking nightmares that something like a laughing Sal would be considered humorous and cute. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that 
Anthony, I can't wait to see your collection of Other creepy Santa. Santas. Tune in next, next week <laughs> for more ugly Santas. Trump bashing. Sounds from my water heater. Uh, Andy's Andy's take on communism. <laughs> yeah, we should have that as like Paulie's and as a Patreon thing. You can hear Andy expound upon the anthropological <laughs> implications of socialism. We should get more into that. Actually, I think we should get more into some using Andy's background. It's in, a wonderful idea. It just like, doesn't work very well at scale. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Bye, everybody. Later. <laughs>